We've been through so much, and I just pray that the fans be nice to us because... <laughs> They're never nice to Dolly, no! Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, well, hello, and thanks for coming, America. My name is Seth. What's yours? Hello, it is Jamal. Hi, it's Stony. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another fun week at Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast there ever was. And, you know, before we get into this episode, I thought that I would just let you know, um, I thought my ass was going to be out today, so I did shave it last <laughs> night. <laughs> you need to be prepared. Way to be on it. I didn't want our podcast listeners to be able to see it. <laughs> Some people are into that, you know, but I feel you. Yeah. So now that you've all been updated, we would <laughs> like to continue with our podcast. And I just wanted to see, make sure everyone is still okay from the last 24 hours that we spoke. <laughs> yep. Everyone's still good. Still here. <laughs> still alive. Perfect. We did it, Joe. <laughs> we did it. Now give me my stimmy. <laughs> yeah, where's my stimmy? I'm waiting for that shit to drop, honey. Come through, stimmy. <laughs> Death drop, stimmy. <laughs> Twirl. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, before we get into the episode, we just wanted to let you know um, we are aware of people being upset at Raven, the drag queen, who was on the snatch game and in season 13 for looking dark people are saying that she um is black fishing and um you know it's something that i had noticed and i just wasn't out here in the world trying to accuse people without knowing the tea so i just wanted to let you all know that we have been looking into it and trying to figure out a way to have a productive conversation about this yeah, listeners, we don't want to react too quickly. We want to do our research and make sure we're coming correct, but something does look fishy. Yes. It looks like a bit <laughs> Oh, go for it. Oh, I was saying it looks it does look a bit weird, like in the few minutes that I've researched it, like that's why we didn't want to talk about it. Um, because it's like yeah. we don't want to just say like things that aren't like fully vetted. But it does look a yeah. little bit weird to me. I don't know. And all I want to say is Free Willy. I saw that documentary about Blackfish. So, <laughs> yeah, that movie also is terrible. So, <laughs> that shit made me cry. Yeah, that was, well, I just particularly did not enjoy that documentary, but I do think I saw Raven in it. So, <laughs> we're, we're, I'm going to rewatch it. We're going to do our research. And it's not a, it's not a, you know, we're making it funny on the show because this is a comedy podcast but it's not a funny issue right so we will be discussing that at a later date and you'll know because you listen to the podcast <laughs> that's right so be sure you're tuning in every week so you're caught up and ready for the fresh take yeah and speaking of fresh why don't we um just remind our listeners how fresh they would feel after using manscaped Ooh. don't forget so fresh yes 20% off and free shipping when you use the offer code TFCPOD. Go to manscaped.com and purchase today. Work. I feel like I've done my duty. Let's go ahead and get into the episode. Let's get into our honesty spill of the week. Uh, honesty. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week. We are, of course, back back again to bring you full coverage of everything that happened in this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race in Season 13. I wish we could say we were closer to the finale, but we're still here with seven queens? Eight. Eight. Eight queens. Eight. Because they paired them off, girl. <laughs> Damn, that's right. I'm jumping ahead. I'm s- I'm fresh off untucked, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez Louise. Woo. We need to send you to uh, remedial arithmetics. I cannot keep up between UK and 13's extended whatever this shit is this season. <laughs> yeah, girl, I feel you. It's easy to get them all confused. <laughs> what season do you think they're going to start showing in like in two weeks after UK is over? <laughs> Fucking, they're just going to be like, surprise, down under's here. Well, we know Drag Race Spain is... It was hasn't that already filmed? I think yeah, I think Spain is probably going to go next. I would assume because they're like telling us the host, they're really like ramping up the hype for that. Um, oh damn, yeah. I know they did do the undra- uh, down under drag reveal, but that was also because like the cast list got leaked, so yeah. that may not have happened for a while. <laughs> Otherwise. Oh, yeah, true tea, true tea. I completely forgot about Spain, so I'm sure something is going to pop up. Probably that. I'm so psyched for Drag Race España, girl. That's going to be so fun. I'm excited, too. You know, I'm actually excited. Like, look, I'm not, like, super excited about subtitled seasons. Just nothing to do with... It's just I don't like reading on the screen. Like, I like to understand, like, when I'm watching it from, like, hearing it, but... I am excited because I do have a little bit of a background like in Spanish since I took like four years of it in high school. So like maybe I'll understand some of the words. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would. Yeah, I know. I I know it's hard to read, too. So like I get it. You know, you don't want to read the subtitles and, you know, sometimes you can't because you're drunk. And they look blurry. (laughs) No, and I don't want to sound like a dumb American. It's just, I mean, and I kind of am sometimes, but like, I don't want to, like, I just don't really watch like a lot of like foreign films either because of subtitles. Um, It's just not my thing. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, I didn't want to say it, but now that we're here, yeah. <laughs> I like yeah, I like foreign films. So if you're not used to the subtitles, it can be quite the adjustment, but I'm excited to see the talent over there because you know it's coming in hot. That's what I'm excited about is just to see cuz I do like to see the different countries and how they do drag because they're all different in different ways. Actually, I'm feeling personally attacked because I definitely just recommended a foreign film for everyone to watch on last on yesterday's <laughs> podcast. So you how did. fucking dare you? <laughs> I will watch it. Stony will play his switch. I mean, you can watch it. I just may not pay attention. <laughs> Rude. Yeah, J- J- Jamal will give him the tea afterwards. Shade rattle. <laughs> Stoney's like, I like it when that thing happened and, and yeah, and with the other person. Yeah. Stoney shows up for the um, fantasy score and then logs off. Basically. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not into subtitles. We're pulling your leg, queen. Pulling those wigs. Yes, those edges are snatched. All right, let's really get into this Rue cap. So at the top. At the top of the show, Elliot with two or three T's has sashayed away. <laughs> Bye, bitch. Sorry, I'm bad at counting. 
Bye, Elliot with three Ks. Adios, amigo. Au revoir. And thank goodness. Alvita Shane. All of that, because thank goodness, like, someone needed to go home. Like, we need to start sending hoes home, and I'm glad it was Elliot. And I wanted hoes in every country to know how happy we were that Elliot's gone. Yes. It was a good episode last week. It was. It was a great episode. Very celebratory. (laughs) We had, like, two of those pretty quickly with Sister Sister and then Elliot. (laughs) Yeah. It's been good. Things have been going good. I can't complain. That's right. Let's see where it goes next. Yes, honey. So after the elimination, Simone is talking about wanting to inspire the black youth with her runway look. And she wants to keep the conversation going because it's a movement, not a moment. That's right. It's so important to um, a lot of people who may, may not understand Black Lives Matter or any other movement that marginalized groups across our melting pot of a country has it's not to overwhelm you people really don't care about your feelings it's so important to have this messaging out there so people know they're not alone it helps them feel more part of the community and it's and it's educational like just listen and learn about people and i think it's really important for the youth to receive that messaging from simone and all of the other queens because they can grow up with that pass it along to their friends, shut down their ignorant-ass parents and mamas and papas, and keep it fierce. Yes, because, like, sort of tangent, but, like, all of us have been re-watching The Real World, New York, the first season. And so, like, this is definitely, like, a big theme in the first season of Real World with um, Kevin, who is basically saying, like, all the same stuff that where everyone is just now being receptive to within the past couple years. Yep. We get to see in the very, you know, first handful of episodes. Oh, why does it need to be a black and a white thing? Well, because it always is. And most of the time y'all like to treat it like it's a big secret and now it's not a big secret anymore. So let's out those motherfuckers. Yeah. So if you're wanting to watch more media with this type of a conversation in it, Definitely recommend you hop on that Paramount Plus. And I'd like to thank Jamal and Stoney for letting me use theirs. (laughs) Hey, we're a team. Yeah. Don't (laughs) tell anyone. (laughs) Shh. It's a secret. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. I mean, we're roommates. (laughs) Yeah. We're roommates that you just, um, you can't see that because this is a podcast. That's right. We're actually in the same household using the same devices and logins. <laughs> We're all three holding hands while recording this podcast. Uh, TFC West never existed. <laughs> Who's she? <laughs> never heard of her. <laughs> all right. Moving on. Tina reveals her poorly done bowl cut. And I would <gasps> ask a refund from Supercuts. That was Botched. Holy Supercuts isn't even that bad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Like, did she not have a hand mirror to help? I know, like, I cut my own hair. I've always cut my own hair for a while, especially since COVID. I haven't seen my barber in forever. But um, yeah, I have a trick that I do. I hold a hand mirror while I'm looking at my bathroom mirror, so I can see the back of my goddamn head. Tina, like, you should have tried that, sis. I know it's awkward, but you can achieve a straight line with practice. <laughs> Yeah, like sis had a couple cocktails. She was feeling really heavy-handed that day. She was feeling um she's feeling editorial. She was just chopping that shit up before a shoot, you know. 
Yeah, I'm just trying to make it like bowl cut, but like Vogue. Yeah, there you go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, for this week's mini challenge, if you want to call it that, the queens are meeting with Char Margolis so that she can read them psychically. <laughs> yeah, read them for filth psychically. <laughs> no, this is this was fun for me. I think that, of course, I believe in the supernatural and. I think there are some things out there that we don't understand and there are people out there that I truly believe are in touch with those kind of entities and otherworldly beings. So this was a blast for me. Yeah. I actually enjoyed seeing this. It was like something that we've never really done before. And I loved like the shade of it all. (laughs) Yeah. Like how shook do you think Priyanka was watching this? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure she was taking notes. So when she gets on snatch, snatch game um all stars and she wants to redeem herself as miss cleo maybe she'll have a better approach well i feel like next time she'll be like i'm char margolis (laughs) (laughs) but um in in this psychic reading we do find that char channels tina's dad who wanted to apologize for not being the best dad to tina tina seems like a very strong individual i'm just like a teddy bear i guess inside i would cry but that was a sweet moment yes but move over tina's dead dad (laughs) we got a message from utica's dead cow (laughs) where's the beef (laughs) yeah it's milking time, honey. <laughs> Shout out to Clara. Nice udders. Oh my god, I can't believe Clara showed up to say <laughs> yeah. hi to like Utica. <laughs> Clara, you fat lard. <laughs> <laughs> Utterly exciting. Oh yes, girl. <laughs> um so then also she exposes uh Denali and Rose's love affair. So there goes the gay agenda. <laughs> Yeah, mercy. No shit, right? (laughs) I was like, LOL, you come on to RuPaul's Drag Race just to be, like, exposed. It's like that show Cheaters. I want to see Rosé and um, her boo watching this right now. I want to see, like, the aftermath. (laughs) I know. And then I watched um, Watch Your Packin' and, like, Denali was definitely, like, yeah, Rosé's cute. Like, (laughs) basically, like, did not deny any of them. Well, she said that they were even closer now didn't she yeah i was like oh my god (laughs) and mentioned having some scottish something i was like okay t rose is like shush bitch (laughs) do do you think they're gonna be like a thruple now like maybe rose's like man is like into this Ooh, maybe possibly you know i wouldn't be mad at that if it can work for Derek barry it can work for denali and rose (laughs) for real yeah (laughs) If anyone can deal with dating Nebraska Thunderfuck <laughs> Thrupple. For <laughs> fucking real. My God. Anybody can do it. Christ. Woo. You know how the gays are. I'm exhausted. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> so then as we get into our maxi challenge, Char supposedly paired up the queens. And, you know, I haven't seen the receipts, but that's apparently what happened. Yeah, I'm sure she totally just... Paired them up on her own accord. There was no production interference whatsoever. In no, I know. Not at all. I'm going to be annoying and ask Shar why did she pair the queens the way she did? Just to, you know, confirm and be annoying. Yeah. Can you tweet us, Shar? Maybe. I know you got a Twitter, honey. There's like 3,000 tweets of you predicting shit. So, mm-hmm. hey, we'd love to have you on the show. Yeah. Actually, I'm having a psychic vision 
right now, actually. Speaking of Raven. Denali's going home this episode. <laughs> oh, wow. That's so Raven. Wait, I, wait, I'm seeing the letter D. It's, um, I'm seeing Alaska. <laughs> I'm seeing, oh, it's like you don't want to be here anymore. Um, hmm. <laughs> Oh, Denali, you're going home this week. Dun dun dun. <laughs> I had to put on the whole show. I didn't I didn't do it right the first time. It's the future you can see. <laughs> That's so Raven. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, let's let's stop sticking and get into here. Um anyways, so the pairing of the queens are Tina and Rose, New York dolls. Mm-hmm. Denali and Olivia, Utica and Simone. And finally, Candy and Got Mick, who always seem to get paired up together. It does seem that way. The luck of the draw, we'll call it. Yeah, girl. Um, so they are paired because this week's Maxi Challenge is a Freaky Friday makeover challenge. The partners have to make each other over to look like the other person. COVID, am I right? Yeah, no, I think that's basically what happened here. I mean... That's, okay, yeah, I'm going to save my comments until later about some of that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, let's not okay. jump too far ahead. But of course, because of COVID, it's safer to have the queens, you know, make each other over than bring out outsiders. You know, they want to control those bubbles and, and respect. And I will say, I do like this. I kind of like it. Like, I like that this was something new that they had to do because of COVID. And I think it actually worked out pretty well. Like, I think it was. Hadn't they done this before, though? This have they? Where they have to like paint their look on a different queen. I feel like it was one of the earlier scenes, though, or the earlier seasons. Oh, maybe. I guess like, yeah, like I guess I didn't remember that. But the reason I like it is because it's more about the performance aspect. Whereas when somebody else, like when it's bringing outsiders in, it's more about how they look. Where this is more about how they perform, which I thought is really cool. Yeah, how they embodied yeah. the other queen. Definitely. Yeah, I, I like this pairing. It was very fun. Um, so Simone is uncomfortable in Utica's drag. It's very out of <laughs> pocket for her. Yeah, Simone is a queen that loves to serve looks. Um, Simone's a talented queen, but that's the best thing she does. <laughs> but um, of course, it's out of her element because she likes to look fierce and... Outside of performance, of course, she likes to look good. So there's uh, insecurity for all the queens, I think, just like, oh, shit, how am I going to look and not my drag? (laughs) Yeah, and Simone's the ebony enchantress, and um, Utica's not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this... (laughs) I like that. I mean, I thought this was funny because, like, last episode, it was like... Utica's was so like concerned like being overly woke to the point of like it's like annoying where it's like okay girl you don't have to worry about Bob Ross's hair <laughs> and then right. this week they're like Utica <laughs> you can play um Halle Berry's version of uh the BAP or whatever BAPS and, queen yeah. BAPS so yeah I'm just like oh no like <laughs> I can't believe they're doing this to Utica <laughs> Well, the thing is, like, Crystal from The Read actually brought up a good point. And they, t- before I say anything else, they are big fans of Utica. Um, it's kind of like people nowadays not saying Utica's a racist. That's not what I'm saying. Listen, hear me out. 
people are more worried about not looking racist than actually being racist. And that was Crystal's observation. And I kind of have to second that because we already discussed the Bob Ross Afro and we heard Lonnie Love's notes on it later in this episode. But it's just like, girl, you don't have to worry about the skin. Just be the character. And you can see that that's something that Utica is honestly working through. Um, so just keep that in mind, listeners. Sometimes it's important to not overthink it. Don't be worried about looking racist. Be more worried about receiving the lesson and being a genuine person coming from a place of love in all of your art. But I also feel like it's okay that Utica had that thought process because, like, honestly, like, I think having the thought, like, hey, like, is this okay that I'm doing that is something... Like, that's an okay thought to have. Like, No, I'd much rather have that, yeah. but also don't dig yourself in a hole because people are super hypersensitive right now. So it's just like, do the research and, you know, make yourself feel better about it. Right. Yeah, and that's like what RuPaul was giving advice. You know, when Simone was asking, I think Simone asked to kind of try and put Utica's mind at ease. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what, yeah, what RuPaul was saying. is like, as long as it's coming from a place of love, you're not going to, like, offending, be offending people. Right. So I don't know if I fully believe that, but because, um, I mean, you can not come from a place, you know, you can come from a good place and still be doing blackface. So I don't yeah. know, girl. Right. Like, don't like come out there like Luann dressed as like Diana, oh, Ross, Diana Ross, Ross. Oh, my with gosh. Blackface like girl. Well, and see, <laughs> that's the difference between the individuals performing and receiving the art. Like, are you going to educate yourself and do it right? Or are you just going to willingly be ignorant and just go for it and then get defensive about it later? Yeah, like, Justin Trudeau, you better don't. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Got Mick and Candy have the biggest challenge here as their size pairing does not quite match up so they can't just take an outfit from each other's closet. Yeah, well guess what sis, you're on Drag Race so whip out that sewing machine and sewing needle. Yeah, welcome to every other makeover challenge on every other season. Like Candy, not everything is about you all the time. And you're, it wasn't <laughs> harder for you just because uh, Mick is a size double zero and you're a size, you know, thickness. It, it, get creative. Yeah, figure like, it out. Literally every other queen on this uh, series has had to do this like every season, Candy. That bothered me so <laughs> much. Like what about, okay, I can sit here and argue, oh, well, these queens don't know how to do any of those skin tones. I mean, look at how Denali ended up and how Olivia ended up. Yeah, Denali yeah. was like, I've never done makeup on anyone else. This goes beyond our waistlines, <laughs> Candy Muse. Way beyond our waistlines and hairy asses. She's like, Candy's Drag Race, it's all about me. Mm-hmm. Basically, I'm so over it. I'm so over it. She's, like I've said before, she's got a lot of growing up to do. Scorpio to Scorpio. Been there. On Candy Muse's Drag Race, where there's 12 Candy Muses competing to win the crown. <laughs> girl when that happens i'm leaving like and you'll never hear from me ever we will not cover that season (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so then the girls they go to the main stage to practice each other's walks and i think this is really cute because um you know it's just fun to see the girls kind of like shading each other a little bit and being fun and and I personally enjoyed Rosé and Tina's yes. pairing the most. <laughs> yes. That was so entertaining because, I mean, Rosé was the most terrified. She's like, bitch, I don't wear those colors. 
Yeah. And, <laughs> and then poor Tina is like, um, you just embellish too much. Like you need to like, she was basically <laughs> saying like, no, 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 you're doing that rosé thing again. <laughs> yeah. And, and plus like both of those queens are very expressive in their faces mm-hmm. and it's a very different expressive but it was like difficult because Rose like has this big like grin and uh Tina has like Donald Trump lips. Oh, so no. it was like that <laughs> little you know the little lips that look like a butthole. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it was like really weird because it uh <laughs> <laughs> Jamal's lost it. I was not ready. So Whew. um so like it was like I feel like it was a setback for each queen because each queen was not able to quite do the correct <laughs> facial expressions. <laughs> I don't know. What Although to say. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Rose buttholes. <laughs> I feel like Rose did better than what Tina did though. At, at, oh yeah, the, totally. At the end result. So. Rose is a performer. I totally agree. And you can actually see her eyes. Like at, I mean <laughs> that th- we'll get there, but that face was. I don't know, it beat and then ran into a wall and <laughs> <laughs> fell down some stairs. It was that def- got lost in the basement. That was the work of a meat tenderizer. Woof girl. That is some Wiener Schnitzel bullshit <laughs> right there. <laughs> or yeah, whatever. Uh, sorry, Germany. Some schnitzel bullshit. I don't know. It's fine. She got beat. <laughs> so uh, another one that was pretty fun to watch was Got Mick and Candy Muse um, because, you know, Got Mick is so like, in, I don't know, like innocent or like sweet, like her her demeanor and, and Candy's so like aggressive and like tough yeah, that yeah. Got Mick was just feeling so like, how do I do this? So awkward. I thought it was adorable, actually. It was like, and then Candy, of course, is like, bitch, you better not fuck this up for us. So there was that bit of pressure, but I liked how um, Got Mick was so playful throughout the whole thing. And you can see um, Candy Muse having like a silent panic attack. <laughs> yeah. Like Got Mick was trying. She you was. can't like... It wasn't it wasn't like you can say, Oh, she wasn't trying. She can't do it. She was trying she was her hardest. So hard and I was living <laughs> for every second of it. I would have been on the floor. Like I, I don't know if I'd been able to say anything <laughs> to her. I'd be like, Bitch, yeah. just pray about it. Well, it's okay. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, Candy's like, I'm gonna go practice the lip sync song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even done it yet. <laughs> Send up three wishes and hope for the best. <laughs> yes, girl. Uh, so another fun convert, well, not a fun conversation, an interesting conversation was that Got Mick would wear drag to mask his defo- his dysphoria. Mm. Mick felt like, um, you know, because he's feminine, like it doesn't that doesn't mean like you're not a guy. Like guys can be feminine too. Yeah, I thought that was actually a really important note and um story that Got Mick shared because a lot of you know manly men don't want to acknowledge their more feminine side and it's like there's nothing wrong with that like it's there's a little bit of femininity and masculinity in all of us in some kind of way whether you want to acknowledge it or not that's just how humans are yeah like it honestly i really loved hearing about this because it really like helped me understand like what kind of like mind fuck that had to be for mm-hmm. gotmit growing up because like just for me like being gay like i struggled with like you know having like a feminine voice or whatever and like not wanting to like always ex- like hold that back that part of me and like 
to be trans and then to be like, well, I'm also like femme. Like that's such like a mind fuck. Like I couldn't even yeah. imagine having to deal with that. Yeah, it's a lot. Well, especially in the day and age of mask for mask and shit, like Ugh, in the gay community. For real. Yeah. It's so I'm ha- I'm happy that, you know, Mick was able to get over her, her dysphoria. I'm so happy that, you know, Mick is here and part of this competition because it's this is the education and communication we need to hear from our community and, you know, shared out into the world. So I'm sure there's trans children all over the globe, you know, so happy and even excited to see someone like Mick and, you know, get more excited about what they can be in the future. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to be educated and it's great that, um, that Mick is doing that. Cause I mean, it's not just trans people need that need to be seeing this to feel supported. It's the entire community that needs to learn the lesson so that they can help lift up all the people in our community. Like, personally i watch a lot of trans youtubers and i find that like a lot of interesting stories and like information about the trans experience Mm -hmm. but in mixed story like i feel like i found out something even more something i never would have even thought of like being like not sure if you're trans because you are so femme and like even if you you know that being triggering your, your dysphoria and what a mind fuck that must be. So it's just, you know, not all trans experiences are the same. Right. So it's just interesting to hear all the different stories and I appreciate them. And it's very interesting to try and like help myself understand what other people are going through. That's right. I love that. And it's so important to keep learning. Never stop learning listeners. Yeah. And even like this, yes. the knowing like the reasoning behind like the clown makeup, like was really I thought that was like a really good story to hear to understand why she does that. Cause to me, it just means like, it helps me understand her as a queen more. And I just think it, I don't know. It provides context that I didn't know about before. Yeah, totally. So why don't we go ahead and take a quick little break right here and then we'll come back and we'll talk to you about the runway. Sounds good. Be right back. Support for Thanks for Coming, a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast, is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Manscaped is taking over the world and is now available in all of Europe, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all of your below-the-waist grooming needs. Yes, Manscaped. Offer code TFCPOD, of course. Um, (laughs) A promo code that will actually work if you go to the website and use it. It's a first. (laughs) Yeah, this time we're being serious. (laughs) Well, I definitely appreciate Manscaped reaching out because I have, you know, tried various trimmers over the years and I can get it down to how I like my bits and things to be for my personal taste but I was always so scared to get too close and the trimmer comes with a guard that's really easy to use and that helped me tremendously very very nice product the lawnmower 3.0 
Yes. And it really is so cool because it comes with like this really cool stand that you can, you know, put on next to your vanity and it doesn't take up much space at all. It keeps the trimmer charged. It uses USB. So if, you know, you need to travel or something, like you can use it with pretty much anything. And another bonus, it has waterproof technology. So if you're like me, I love to shave in the shower. So this is perfect. So now I can start trimming uh, my other areas with this. Ooh, it's even got a little flashlight on it for those of you who like to take showers in the dark or with candlelight. So you can see exactly what you need to do down there. Yes, girl. This battery will last up to 90 minutes. The Lawnmower 3 has been upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor. And I am one of those people that do like to use it in the dark. I do my best work and and most creative when I'm in the shower. So I am, of course, super excited to use it in there. I actually, last time I used it, I actually carved RuPaul's (laughs) name into my pubes. It's so accurate. (laughs) Yes. You're welcome, Ru. Congratulations on that one. That's skills. Well, in addition to the lawnmower listeners, there are all kinds of products on manscaped.com. We also receive some ball toner, which is fabulous if you need a little pick-me-up throughout the day. Those of you who love to walk around naked, this is perfect. You know, spray a few pumps, let it air dry before you put back on those underwear and you're good to go. The ball deodorant is fabulous as well. So if you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TFCPOD at manscaped.com. This product is, of course, for all men. So even if you have a vagina, then you are still able to use this. This is Manscaped for all men. Yes, for all men. Yes, get 20% off and free shipping with the code TFCPOD at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use offer code TFCPOD. Your balls and vaginas will thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to our Honesty Spill of the Week. We are back, back, back again and ready to get into the runway. This week, the category is Drag Doppelgangers. So excited to see how these queens look. Yes. Let's start with RuPaul's fierce look in that red dress. She even had her arms contoured. I noticed that. I was like, what's going on with the arms? But I the dots connected soon after. This was giving me like fifth element royalty. Yeah. She's giving me Scarlet Witch. <laughs> <laughs> She's giving me Raven 2012. Oh, shit. Oh, God. <laughs> We'll talk about that later. Sorry. I love how we're turning her into like foundation color numbers. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Raven 2012. Yeah. (laughs) But um, (laughs) (laughs) moving on. (laughs) Um, So let's go ahead and get to this runway. We talked about Rue's beautiful look. Um, So let's go ahead and talk about the other queens. So let's start with... Rose as Tina Burner. I wasn't sure how I felt about this up front because I mean it's Tina Burner. There's always like a reveal, of course, but the dress felt like it did not fit for me, particularly around the waist. It felt like it was all kind of swinging on her body. And yes, I know Tina is a little bigger than Rose, but can we say cinch? Um, yeah. But you know, overall, this was Tina Burner, full character. Yeah, and I will say, I mean, she it was a reveal, so it was a little bit bigger than like probably what it should have been. Yeah. Um, which I did enjoy the reveal part of it. I thought honestly, like Rose does 
um, better Tina Burner than what <laughs> Tina Burner does. Same. That's just me. <laughs> but like, also, how is Tina gonna give Rose the only outfit that's not red, yellow, or orange? Look, okay. I was like, wow, it's green. I know that kind of was very <laughs> annoying to me because I'm like, well, we're probably gonna get back to like red, yellow, and orange next week. <laughs> yeah, even the reveal was like, you know, a nice little leopard print number that Rose slayed in. But I was expecting, you know, an explosion of red, yellow, and orange. Yeah. All the flames. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, Got Mick was more can't was more Tina Burner than Tina Burner was. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Uh, hold on. Be careful. Candy Oops. might come after you for that. I didn't say Candy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know you shaved your ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought that Rosé did a great job. Like, I thought, you know, the Tina Burner, like, written on the apron, it was just, like, all the prints and everything. It was so small, it kind of didn't really... Uh, register. Yeah, it didn't register. It didn't give off what I think she was hoping it would. But I do like the the leopard print reveal look. That was pretty. So now let's talk about Tina Burner as Rosé. I thought it was definitely a safe look for real, but I thought Tina looked great as Rosé. I think it's, again, like the shock of not seeing her in a fiery (laughs) wig. But I thought that she looked pretty, very soft in the face, you know? Sorry, I just saw her little butthole mouth again. (laughs) Ah! No, <laughs> that <laughs> I can't. Not I, it's like literally I can't see anything else like besides her mouth. <laughs> not even the cloud of cotton candy hair. No, I missed it all. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Sony? I don't know. I thought it was fine. I thought she completed the challenge. It wasn't my favorite. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like even on Rose, I didn't like that dress on Rose. Um, if Rosé was wearing it, I just didn't think it was that great, to be honest. You're not a fan of the but hyper hairy arms. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a fan of a lot of Rosé's drag, to be honest. Like, yeah. I do like Rosé, but some of her stuff has just seemed so ill-fitting to me. But this is, like, Question. good for Rosé, though. The outfit she gave Tina? Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I think it was fine. It's just, it's not my favorite, I guess. Yeah, both these looks were pretty much... I was wondering if they were just, like, burner looks, and they were just giving them, <laughs> like, to the other person, because they were like, meh. That's what I'm thinking too. I don't know how it was picked. Like, was this were all these picked for specifically the make makeover challenge? I don't know. Yeah, it looks. I mean, it looks like something that Rose could have worn like on day one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on to Olivia Lux as Denali. Definitely got Denali. We've got the you know Tomb Raider ponytail, <laughs> Tomb Raider high pony. I will say high pony. Um, But this is definitely Denali. I was sad about the makeup. I was like, damn, because I really, really, really wanted a win for Denali this week. You know, she's been really wanting it, just like wanting it so badly. So I wanted it for her. And it's just like, fuck. Ah. Yeah, I I mean, I you instantly got Denali when she walked out of there or out on the runway, but I do think the makeup was a little bad and like even Denali said that on the Whatcha Pack and she had never like really done makeup on other people, so that was like her one like weak point. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean that totally makes sense. Um so yeah. I don't know. And also too, like during the judging, you could tell like on the like wig line, it was like very like, it looked a little, it was rough, rough. Yeah. Big time. Um, Also I could say the same for Rose's wig on Tina. 
Yeah, the same. <laughs> it was just like, gosh. Um, yeah, I didn't want to like... Um, what did Michelle Visage say? She said something about a curly wig. I didn't know what she meant by that because um, Olivia's worn all kinds of hair on the show. Yeah. But I think they were just wanting a little more shape, maybe like play with the padding on Denali a little bit more to give you that va va voom and just like kind of luscious, sultry woman. And they just weren't really buying it, unfortunately. You know, I do love those nails that she had on, those little ice skate nails. Those are cute. I agree. Yeah. I would have never thought to do anything like that. I just think that was cool. I wish they would have given us like a closer up version, like a closer up look. I know. And like we know Denali was weak at the makeup, but these are two queens that are powerhouses when it comes to attention to detail. So it just sucked to see them fumble like this. Definitely. All right. Moving on. Let's talk about Olivia Lux. Or I'm sorry, about Denali as Olivia Lux. <laughs> Let me get it straight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. I jumped ahead. I like this purple gown. I thought Denali looked great. It was, it's just those little things like the makeup, the wig line. And uh, when you get down to the nitty gritty, these are the things that matter most. I just think it was like, I don't know. Like, the way that the makeup was done on Denali was just bad, in my opinion. It didn't, like, really help Denali at all. Like, I think that was a bad part. And also, like, the wig. Like, the problem is Olivia can basically pull off anything. (laughs) And, like, so you put it on Denali, and it's like, this doesn't look good. And I think that's part of the problem is, like, Olivia gets by, I think, just being Olivia and who she is. Yeah. But, like, it wasn't the greatest... Um, outfit to give to Denali. It wasn't signature. Yeah. Like Olivia would have good in it, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like her but, look. But we've talked about this before. Olivia can walk out there in t-shirt and jeans and somehow she looks amazing, but right. that's like not going to work for Denali. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have to play that up a little more. That's why I say, you know, play with the pads because Olivia can pull off anything. So you kind of have to really pull that out of this other queen you're turning into yourself and I feel like what the judges were also missing it's I feel like they were like oh without saying it Denali's a smaller queen and most of the time like the va va voom sultriness of it all not that they're larger women but they're a little more busty or they've got hips you know little curves curves there to you work go. With. that's the word yeah. and that wasn't really there yeah, definitely. And when I think of Olivia, too, I think of, like, yellow, pink, blue, like, brighter, solid color outfits. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, it, it's just unfortunate that that's the outfit. And the, the makeup wasn't that great either. Yeah, and this is the challenge. Because at the end of the day, the queens didn't look, like, absolutely terrible. But it's the attention to detail that the judges are picking apart. Definitely. All right, moving on, we have Simone as Utica. Into the wild, bitch. I was not sure how this was going to (laughs) look. Me either. I was very skeptical when she was showing the look in the workroom, but it worked. It turned out really well. And Simone Simone has this way of um, putting herself into anything she does effortlessly, and that absolutely red on the stage when she came out with the way she was moving taking Utica's notes but throwing in that dash of Simone seasoning it was just everything very editorial um, borderline avant-garde borderline 
Yeah, like honestly, this is a good team because Simone and Utica both have like kind of a quirky style to them. Like obviously Utica is kind of more the quirky, but like Simone doesn't do like the standard drag either. Like she always kind of thinks outside of the box. So like to see them together, they both kind of change their style up, but like they're kind of used to doing like kind of this out of the box drag you know, style. So I thought it was really good. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I think that this, um, you know, with a proper photo shoot and styling, like this could be something you would see in like Vogue or something like that. Totally. Um, yeah. yeah, very, very editorial. I enjoyed the uh, story behind the look, the outfit, you know, that it's the skin and then you see the muscles underneath because the skin is constricting you. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed seeing like a more conceptual piece uh well, I guess technically it's Utica's piece, but I think Simone did it very much did it justice. For sure. And I think that these two queens learned a lot from each other. So I think had, you know, in the future when Utica wears this um, outfit, I think she might take some Simone notes. Yeah. And I will say like too, like with Simone, just because Utica has that such a long body and like long arms that like this so like cocoon lanky. outfit would have been like, per- <laughs> like, I could see Utica like kind of stretching the skin out, making it look super wild. And like, you know, with Simone being shorter, she still made it work and like made it um, give off that like performance that Utica was going for with this look. Oh my gosh. You know what this reminds me of? The like stretching of the skin, that scene. Silence of the Lambs. uh, (laughs) Put the lotion on. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No, the scene from She's All That. You remember when they're in that random ass bubble, the art piece, and Freddie Prince Jr. is like sitting in the audience, like, "What is she doing? Oh yeah, what am I watching?" This is Utica's outfit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys are like, okay, '90s. Sorry, <laughs> I haven't watched that movie since like it came out in the mid 2000s. I have a love for '90s, early 2000s teen movies. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of my faves. <laughs> Well, speaking of other 90s movies, let's talk about Utica's look as Simone, this Baps-inspired look. Ah, this was so good. I'm I'm happy that Utica was able to get out of their head and really listen to Simone and RuPaul and just be themselves and not, you know, think too much about portraying this character because I was actually telling Stoney when all of that was happening in the workroom, this is like going to a hair show. Like there's all kinds of people, all kinds of hairstylists, um, people buying and selling hair products at these shows. And there's all kinds of ridiculous weaves on all skin tones. And I'm so happy to see Utica serve. This was so good. I thought it was so good and she rocked it out. I love the outfit and you can tell she just felt like so powerful and like a different version of herself. Definitely. Yes. Like when she like we were all like worried like watching the show live and then when she walked out within like a second I was like oh my god she did it because like she had her like head like cocked kind of like Simone and like you know just walking down the runway and I was just like yeah she did it she did it (laughs) I was so happy for her she was giving that like runway lock runway runway walk (laughs) words stomping the runway that Simone typically does. (laughs) 
Yeah. And yes. also, um, if you all have not seen BAPS, you should definitely check it out. It's starring um, Halle Berry, of course, and um, rest in peace to Natalie DeSalle. She actually passed away, unfortunately, in December of 2020 after a battle with um, colon cancer. But um, this movie is just, it's just everything to me. I really like it. I enjoy it. I haven't watched it in ages, and now I want to. Yeah, I feel like this is a movie I watched like maybe once. Like I knew what BAPS was, but I, I hadn't watched it in many, 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 many years. So, um, but I but I could mm-hmm. vi- like visually recognize this look as a part of that movie. I lived. I gay gas. I shifted on the couch. I was getting my life. Yeah, and I do agree that got Mick, what got Mick said that she looks like the queen that we don't talk about on this show, but if you get, oh, if yeah. you get real close, I, to, I hated you get that. Real close to the earphones, I'll whisper it into your ears. It's okay. Sharon Noodles. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, we don't talk Ugh. about her though, so just pretend like Crisis. I didn't say it. Yeah, I'll whisper it in your ear though. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yes i thought that uh utica did a great job and very beautiful i think it looked great on uh simone also because they kind of show what the outfits look like on the original queen they're supposed to belong to so i mm-hmm. yeah i like that a lot i thought that it was really good good job the both of you way to hit a home run and also too just like as a side note it was really nice to see utica on the runway not being like silly silly camp all the time yeah, I yes. think she's finding that balance. It kills me to say that I agree with like Michelle and Rue on something, but this with this particular instance, they are correct that Utica does need to like have some moments where she's not always being like super goofy. So I guess I'll give them credit for that. <laughs> the judges just want that yes. versatility because you think they're going to release the queens into the wild where they're going to have a variety of clients and they need to be able to do different things. That's fine. I'm still trying to get over the Dusty Ray Bottom season. What was that, like three years ago? <laughs> oh, I don't no. know, but... <laughs> yes, and Max, <laughs> as soon as that bitch didn't wear a gray wig, she got sent home. <laughs> Bye, girl. Girl, that was like season seven. <laughs> <laughs> callbacks. <It's> ca- callbacks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, next we have Got Mick as Tina Burner or Candy Muse. <laughs> You are trying to get a hit put out on you by Candy Muse. Well, can we <laughs> I say just something her to though? Because, me. <laughs> like, can we say something though? Because the original look from Candy did not have orange hair. She had leggings. Well, she had to cut it and tailor it because Mick's so small. That's not an excuse. But, but I do like. I think it looks better on Candy, <laughs> like the the way that you're describing it. Yeah, I'm just saying that they made a lot of modifications to the original, and I don't know. It just seems like the rest of the girls didn't do that. Well, that's because the outfit, none of nothing's gonna fit, <laughs> Meg. <laughs> She's a pocket you're hurting, our, you're hurting our <laughs> argument for later, Stony. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you have to do what you got to do. Like you have to make it work, and they did. So maybe Stony is saying like you but, know so, she like, got to put on a dark to change wig. the hair. Like I don't understand why we had to use a uh, an orange wig. Yeah, I would give you that. I would give you that. Yeah, I yeah I can agree with the wig choice, um, the shoe choice, <laughs> and I will say I like the orange wig. I'm just saying that it wasn't what the candy look was yeah the candy look had black 
a black wig. But luckily for them, Gottmik served how they did, and the judges ate it up. Like, Gottmik ended up turning it out, and yep. way to slay, sis. You know, she did it in the end. She really pulled through with that attitude. You know, Candy was so worried <laughs> it wasn't going to happen, but... Yeah, it was still kind of like cutesy, but you know, you could tell Mick was like trying. Yeah, and you can tell they were having fun with it too. <laughs> yes, mama. All right, moving on, we have Candy Muse as Got Mick. I actually really liked this. I thought that Candy looked really cool as Got Mick. I liked that it was a twist. It wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to give you my full black and white face. It was a uh, interpretation of Got Mick on Candy Muse, and it was still Candy Muse. But they went above and beyond here with the challenge as far as infusing their looks and drag personas. Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, I, I enjoyed um, seeing like her put the signature like clown makeup on her. Like that was fun. I mean, I don't know how you could have done this makeover challenge without doing that. So I don't know. I thought it was good. I love the pasties and stuff. So yeah, I thought Gottmik did good on it. Yeah, that- and Candy did a good job of like portraying Gottmik. I love playing with pattern combos too, so I enjoyed all of the mismatched stockings paired with the black and white of the garment and the hair and the face. It just all worked so well together. Definitely, and I really like the wig that they put on Candy as well. That was such a cute wig. I love that hair, yes. I like that one a lot, and yeah, the pasties. It's very signature Got Mick, so I think this was mm-hmm. a success. So then RuPaul asked the queens which girl should go home. The dreaded question. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Yeah, basically everyone said Olivia Lux. Yeah, based on the challenge, Olivia Lux um, or that team, but mostly Olivia for sure. Definitely. It was very dramatic because one queen said Candy's name and then... Candy had a little outburst on the runway. So I was wondering what you thought of this little outburst. I'll let Stoney go first. I thought it was complete um, BS, to be honest. Like, I am so tired of Candy Muse. And it's like, just answer the damn question. Nobody wanted your opinion about anything else. Like, Rue literally asked you who should go home. We don't need to hear, like, a 20-minute explanation of why... Like, our challenge was harder than everyone else's, blah, 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 blah. Like, everyone was dealing with shit in this challenge, so it's not all about you all the time. And I'm really tired of Candy trying to make the show about her when it's really about all the other queens, too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, girl, this is not your season. Like, everyone else is in the season, too. Like, Tamisha Amon, I wish, was still here so <laughs> she could, like, put her in check. Because that was literally the only girl during the season that would, like, say anything. And that Candy would walk <laughs> away from, also. Yeah. <laughs> said what I said, little girl. <laughs> um, I I have to agree with Stoney. I'm, I'm someone who came up... I mean, I'm not in drag, obviously. But I was just always told, you know, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And I really hated that, too. Um, also being a passionate sensitive Scorpio I was just like well no I said what I said and this is what it is but you learn how to tailor your communication in those moments and learn that there's a time and a place to share those thoughts and Candy you are on RuPaul's Drag Race sometimes you're gonna have to fucking sew this challenge is not the hardest because you had a bigger waistline and got Mick had a smaller one 
I'm I'm so over that. Like you two look great, but I'm not here for that sis. And I'm honestly tired of like the favorites game because I just wonder what would happen if maybe someone like the Vixen did that on the stage and how they would be treated. And we talk about the Vixen a lot because we've kind of had a we've had our own kind of roller coaster of understanding with the Vixen. So I just I have to think back to like the Vixen or even other queens had they have done that, how would they have been treated? They probably would have been put in the bottom because, oh, they have an attitude. They're not professional. But clearly, Candy is a favorite of RuPaul's, and all of a sudden, it's like, ooh, that Bronx jumped out. Okay, that's fine. Let the Bronx jump out with the high-profile client and watch your ass be fired. Right, and and let's talk about, I mean, while we're talking about race, let's talk about um, Tina Burner just being able to wear the same colors where a queen of color of Vanessa Vanjie Mateo got red for wearing a lot of red. Oh, yeah. We can go down the rabbit hole, but I don't think y'all want a four-hour podcast. Well, yeah. Maybe I mean, they this do. Season has, the <laughs> judging has been, like, really weird in that aspect because, I mean, look, I clocked, like, uh, Vanjie for wearing red the whole season, too, but I'm also clocking Tina for wearing mcdonald's costumes all season so yeah this isn't and this isn't even like um with candy specifically in this moment this is a pride and ego thing like you have to check that which is just hilarious to me too because um rupaul and michelle talk a lot about this on what's the tea their podcasts um don't let your ego get in the way the inner saboteur well this the inner saboteur looks like this too because sometimes as hard as it might be you just need to like be quiet and like have a conversation later. And it's not all about you. You've got Olivia up there who's like devastated. Think about your sisters. We want to talk about sisters all the time, but you just had to pop off and then end it with like that team down there. Okay, bitch, we get it. Like all these other hoes just said my name. Like you don't have to do that. That's <laughs> honestly, I that's was, rude. I've been saying this. I was telling Jamal this. The only time to me, Candy is not annoying is when she's like being like when she does like bad in a challenge because then she like shuts the hell up for a little bit and becomes humbled. But like anytime she gets any compliments at all from the judges, she instantly becomes like, well, I did this and I did that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I don't care, Candy. Like, <laughs> no one cares. Well, see, I, you know, I don't know that there's a problem necessarily with what candy said but there's like a time and place for it to be said yes and correct. i don't think on the runway was it it kind of like i think made candy look bad in front of the judges yes. so um yeah i don't know how that'll affect her in the future of the competition but um but yeah i don't know i mean we will talk about it a little bit more you kind of we kind of get revealed why that was why her name was said and there's an apology but we'll get there um but yeah it's like kind of in this moment it's like that was like really kind of unbecoming of a winner of drag race so i don't feel like i don't I mean i just don't feel like candy's gonna win yeah i mean at the end of the day um it comes down to you're you're moving on to carry on rupaul's legacy no matter if you win or not and people are going to factor what they see in so it's definitely going to make it a little harder you know, if you have to go and explain yourself and you shouldn't have to, you know, but hey, you did that. Definitely. So at the end of this challenge, Simone and Utica won. Congratulations. Good job. Utica's well first deserved. win. 
Yes, Queen Utica, and and well deserved. They they slayed it. They slayed it. They did. Yes, and the bottom team is Denali and Olivia. Uh, can you hear my heart breaking? <laughs> I was <Yes>. scared. <laughs> I hated this bottom two. Like I get based off the challenge why they're in the bottom two, but it just pisses me off that we wasted the save on Candy when yes. I would have much rather saved these two. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> I hate seeing Olivia sad too. Just like it makes me so sad, and I just wanted I wanted like some. Even if it were like nice, strong, positive, safe for Denali, I did not want this for either of them. Definitely. Also, though, the lip sync song was horrible. Like, have they used up all the budget on music already or what? Listen, it's a no, long season. No shade, <laughs> no shade to fans of Mary Mary, but I've heard this song so much. Like, I don't I don't need to hear this for a while, especially not on Drag Race. Yeah, well, especially as someone that is not Christian, it's like, I don't need to hear your gospel music on the television. It does not appeal to me. Ooh, yeah, tea, tea. Where, why don't I see no um, no Hanukkah lip syncs up there, girl? <laughs> Ooh, let me get a dreidel lip sync, yes. Bitch, let's see some fucking dreidel <laughs> dreidel up there, girl. Twirl, twirl. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, I can RuPaul, if you're listening, I can point you in the right direction. My my cousin is a pretty famous Jewish singer, Julie Silver. So um hey. she does make the rounds. She does the tourings. So I can I can set you up with one of her songs. Hey, hey, yes. RuPaul, hit up Seth. Yes, girl, I'll connect you to. All right. So, yes. So these two lip sync to the song Praise You. And I was really hoping it was going to be a Fatboy Slim cover, but this was much more disappointing. Was it? Wait, was it called Shackles? Who knows? I think it was called Shackles. Well, I wish it was Praise You by Fatboy Slim. I love that song. Yeah. I, I listen to that, that song regularly. Song. Yeah. <laughs> just Just notes. Just an observation. Got it. Just a fact, not a joke. (laughs) 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 Um, So at the end of this lip sync, Olivia stays and Denali must sashay away. Justice for Denali. Justice for Denali, those dimples and those cakes. Bring them all back. Like... I have something to say about Denali going home. Like, I know this is becoming a long all right. podcast. Grab, grab your it's drink okay. here. Stoney's going to give right. us a speech. Neither of you are editing this one. It's fine. But this <laughs> makes me mad. That <laughs> I'm, like, actually upset that Denali went home because, and I didn't, and I'm saying this, like, that I didn't want Olivia to go home either because I also like Olivia, but, like, it just makes me mad the way that Denali was treated this season. It's like she wasn't given credit for hardly anything. Like the that judges, chandelier look. Yeah, the judges like basically just made her safe the whole season. Basically provided like zero critiques. Like the only thing that I can think she like she was in the bottom two and like slayed the lip sync and they were like, oh, oh my god, you did so amazing. But it's like it makes me mad that she was basically just edited out of the season. Like, and then she goes home on this challenge because, like, production put them two together. Like, it just makes me mad. And I was watching the Watch It Pack In, and Michelle was just like, oh, this whole season, I couldn't really, like, figure out who you were. Bullshit, and, like, Michelle. 
she was like, I just didn't understand your style. And then Denali was like, well, I'm actually like Jewish, Mexican and like something else. And like indigenous Mexican. Yeah. And she's from fucking Alaska by way of like what? Salt Lake City and Chicago. Like, can we say seasoned queen, cultured queen? And like, I feel like the judges like partially weren't giving her credit because like she has just a unique style and like she has a, a different background than a lot of people. And it's like, oh, well, we can't shoehorn you into like the quirky queen or the fashionista or, you know, the loud, obnoxious candy, uh, silky nutmeg ganache uh, character. So it's like, OK, we don't really know how you fit in the season. So we're just going to like edit you out yep. and then eliminate you like in top eight. She got such a raw deal and there's becoming a more pronounced double standard. And it's just making me feel like the judging RuPaul included is getting a little lazy. You guys want these queens to be themselves and elevate their drag. And you still continue to try to force the circle into the fucking triangle. Like it's not going to fit, bitch. Like... I don't like it. I don't like it. Any other season, I feel like Denali would have been in the top. Definitely finale. Yes. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like she did so good. She had so many amazing looks. And there was it was just like crickets from the judges. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back my untucked conversation. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. We're about to burn our house down. I'm, we should I'm move done on. ranting. You can take over now. It just like <laughs> I, I was so like mad about Denali going home, so and pissed. I'm just mad how she was treated this season. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. I, I don't know what to say here. <laughs> well, no, it's just disappointing because Tracy Flick did not win the election, and she. You can tell this is a. <laughs> Justice you don't get the Tracy reference Flick. <laughs> no i i get it i'm just laughing yeah like shout out to holly <laughs> we, we love that movie listener holly and i um she just did not get a fair shake it's just not fair i don't know how else to say it she this is a queen you can tell was busting her ass and yes they fucked up this week but like stoney said i think they were just waiting for an opportunity to edit her out yeah i, I guess i just don't feel as strongly about this as you two so I'll let it's probably just because we like grew to like her and you know how it is listeners you like fall in love with the queen so it just hurts yeah when they go. I mean I like Denali <laughs> yeah. but I guess I just don't truly like her like you do yeah well and I think it's hard too because this season has a lot of queens that I don't necessarily like I'm having a hard time connecting with a lot of the queens and then for the one that I really enjoyed and like to go home and then to hear candy on untucked just like be a complete like loud and obnoxious while Denali's like, well, I guess it's my time to go home and like yeah. being super humble about herself. I'm just like super. I'm yeah. just like, God damn, like this season is just going down is burning like down really fast. And come like, on. It's listeners. a dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> give, give me, give me a break <laughs> listeners. Like I was born and raised in Anchorage, Alaska. I had family in Fairbanks where Denali is from. I've been to Fairbanks plenty of times. Um, I understand what it's like to come up in your craft and you actually have to leave Alaska because there's not a lot up there for people who want to expand beyond certain professions like nursing and engineering, super hot careers in Alaska. Anything outside of that, you need to take your ass to the lower 48. So um, just to see a hard worker like that get stomped on, just like, damn, this was not your time, <laughs> but I have notes. 
All right. And with that, the library is closed. We are going to move on. (laughs) Thank you for enlightening us with that conversation. I feel like I took a lot away from it. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Talking about Untucked really quickly. (laughs) Uh, All the girls take turns apologizing for saying each other's names. This is very much like RuPaul's best friends race here. It is. I I could be shady and say, you know, no one needed apologies, but, you know, everybody wants to be nice. And this is called being emotionally intelligent. But let's just say that um, some maybe deserved apologies over others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then, you know, Livia says her goodbyes. She feels like she's for sure out of the competition. Well, I guess she just wanted to say it just in case. I mean, she was in the bottom two. Yeah, she wanted to get the those thoughts and words out because she wasn't sure if she'd get the chance to. I was like, girl, you know you're not going home. <laughs> but, that I mean, it's, it's when you're in the moment, it's different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they've seen Denali lip sync and kill it. So there has to be a little bit of worry in the pit of Olivia's stomach. Definitely. Yes. I mean, especially for people like Denali who are like safe, safe, top, 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 then eliminated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some talented queens this season, despite how long it is, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, we get to see Candy Muse's mom with a little video message. And I thought it was really cute because I feel like we don't get a lot of those video messages anymore. I know they pop up sparingly. I actually, I really did enjoy this. I, I like Candy Muse. I do not dislike Candy Muse. I've said it before. They've just got a lot of growing to do. And I think that will happen. But I really enjoyed this moment. Just kind of getting a glimpse into more of who they are as a person. I like that. I like to see that about any queen on any franchise. Yeah, it was absolutely. Nice to see yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) We feel how we feel, I guess, is what Stoney and Seth are saying. (laughs) That's all. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's go ahead and get this wrapped up with Stoney updating us on the Fantasy League. Yeah. So after 10 full episodes, I am like way behind in third place (laughs) with 180 points. Wow. (laughs) And Seth Seth is in second place with 245. And then Jamal is in first place with 305 points. Slay. Damn. It's going to be hard to catch up. I mean, there are still like (laughs) a good handful of episodes, but it's going to be hard to catch up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, we can. I mean, we don't know which way the comp is going to go. So hopefully I hold the lead. (laughs) And I only have one player left, and that is Candy Muse. <laughs> How oh, fitting. Oh, no. <laughs> well, no, you'll make the it to the final you dis- because you're Rue's favorite. I think it's so ironic that Candy Muse is on your team. <laughs> I know. I hate it so much. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, my gosh. All right, you all. Well, thanks for coming to another fabulous episode. We are, of course, going to be back with you next week. And we'll have, I think it's the finale of Drag Race UK. And Mm -hmm. um, hopefully we can have a special guest. I'm going to be working on that. And we'll have, you know, episode 42 of season 13. (laughs) 
No shit. Like, at least the UK will give us a break. <laughs> right? So uh, make sure you subscribe, tell your friends, leave a review, and, you know, just spread the good word of the TFC gospel. That's right. Remember to check out our sponsor, Manscaped. We've been posting some fun clips on our Instagram. That's at TFC pod. And remember, you get a whole 20% off plus free shipping on manscaped.com. Yeah. You can shave your ass like candy. We'll be back with you. (laughs) We'll be back with you next week. But until then, bye. Bye. Bye.